welcome to Black Card Rehab, the show where we go from zero to black one episode at a time. My name is Crystal, and I'm joined by my white friend, Paige. Hi, Paige. Hello. Um, on a scale of zero to black, how do you feel today? On a scale of zero to black, I feel Mariah Carey today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you got those whistle tones going. I got the whistle tones going. I want to be pushed everywhere in an office chair. Mm-hmm. And I have two children that I don't really yeah. care about. You got your you got your assistants running your TikTok. And I own Christmas. <laughs> you own Christmas. <laughs> I talk to Santa. Don't forget. <laughs> and Crystal, on a scale of zero to African American, how are you feeling today? Um, feeling pretty Wayne Brady right now. Okay. You know? Um haven't been taking care of my hair like I should, so. <laughs> yes, anding everybody. Yeah. Hosting yeah. all the game shows. Yeah, I'll break out into song any minute. <laughs> Holding up hose with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm, I'm gonna host a game show. We're gonna bring back an old game show right now, and I'm What's gonna host it. What's your favorite one? <laughs> of what? Your favorite old game show. Oh, um, uh, Double Dare? I don't oh, know. yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Wayne Brady hosted Double Dare? No, he didn't. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Was that Dave Coulier? No. Who hosted? It was was, uh, Mark Summers. Oh, Mark Summers. Who was a germaphobe and hated Double Dare because it was so messy and then went on to host a show on the Food Network about how things are wrapped. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Well, um... I don't know if you're Mariah Carey anymore, but after that, I'll... <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure Mariah Carey invests heavily in the Food Network. Yeah, that's true. Um, and every episode, uh, what we do is we bring on a funny guest to explain something Black and Black pop culture that I don't know a lot about. And today I'm happy to have our guest on. He's very funny. Um, he has a podcast called Animation. Um, you guys check that out. It's Keenan Baker. Hey, what's going on, y'all? How you yeah. doing? Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, on a scale of zero to black, how do you feel today? Ooh, I I don't know if you know him, but I feel Orlando Jones right now. Oh, was he the Seven Up guy? Yeah, yeah. Did you, ever, so, did, you did you watch what just happened? Because yes. from his TV show, with him getting fired for that his whole debacle. What? Ha- yes. No, I don't know. I, I definitely what? feel like him right oh, now. Oh no, you you're blacker now because you know it and I don't. <laughs> The show is called like uh, something gods. It's or God- American gods. American gods. And what happened? He just had he's had a few amazing speeches on there, like at least that, that I've seen for clips. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of the guys, one of the I don't know if it's director, somebody fired him because they don't want him to say, say I guess say these certain things or he was so he was an actor on the first season and the second season and then the second season is a scripted was, show. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, based on a series of novels by Neil Gaiman. Uh, who is a white guy, but was mm-hmm. very happy with his performance and kind of really championed him to get him on the show. Mm-hmm. And then the second season, he was like an executive producer and directed mm-hmm. a couple episodes. Those are the ones that the speeches are in. And then a new showrunner took over for season three and fired him in advance of season three. Mm-hmm. But why? And he, went, and he went on you know, social media and was pretty much like, he fired me for this. Yeah. For what, though, exactly? When you watch, you got to watch the speeches. He did one speech about talking, I guess. I, I'm not sure about what the show is exactly, but I know he went back. I think he might have time travel or something. Uh-huh. And he went to, like, talk to, like, some slaves or whatever. And he's pretty uh-huh. much trying to get them to, like, re- like yeah. fuck shit up. Uh-huh. Can we curse on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, to get them to, like, to, to pretty much wreck shit. Like, y'all yeah. need to kill these people because they about to have y'all do some crazy shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... I feel like him. Yeah. Oh. You. F- oh. Wow. <laughs> well, I feel like him after like him getting fired. Yeah. From it because he because he spoke some real shit. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Mister Nancy. Yeah. That was his character's name. Mm-hmm. That's- yeah. 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 Interesting. Now I want to watch the show. It's on Stars. 
I probably don't have it. You can always find a way <laughs> to watch it. TV. Like we're not that, gonna say that, it on here, black. but that's the that's black right that there. That is black. That's I can bet, give you a fine. place where you can watch it, Crystal. Trust me. <laughs> I, actually, currently, because of that specific thing, my best friend and my boyfriend are blacker than me because they figure out how to watch anything. Like oh, yeah. my best friend is Chinese and currently living in China and has figured out how to watch Criminal Minds, which they don't have there. Like, oh, they don't. Oh, no. yeah. I'm pretty sure Criminal Minds is so ubiquitous that if you close your eyes, it just plays on the back of your eyelids at this point. It's everywhere. I love Criminal Minds. I did used to play it while I was driving for Lyft and Uber. Um, you just play it in the car? No, in my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Because, <laughs> wow. Because if... <laughs> If a passenger got in and you were just hearing like the victim's MO suggests that they were hogtied and then covered in honey for some reason. Like they would I think we need to deliver the profile. Yeah, exactly. They they would think that you were a psychopath. So do you listen to crime podcasts? I did from time to time, but there was a period I just wanted to check out. I didn't want to learn shit. I just wanted to like check out because okay, I was so okay. annoyed. So I would, you know, because Netflix allows you this option where you can play a video, but you don't have to have the video playing. You can just listen to the audio of it. Really? And it's like, oh. what do I need to see on Criminal Minds? I just need, well, oh, I heard a thud. Oh, somebody just died. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need <laughs> okay. to see it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's, 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 I mean, that's a good show. Dude. The writing is that good. Yeah, yeah. It was like, no, it's a procedural. There was a procedure. I followed it. I feel like I could do that with SVU yeah. and, and clearly follow what was going Absolutely. on. Yeah, SVU definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we brought you here because you're going to talk about, what are you going to talk about? Uh, K-Dot. Is that, is that a nickname of his? That's, that's his, Kendrick Lamar. That's his, uh-huh. That was his rap name. Oh. He's now he's Kendrick Lamar now because it's just I think it's just easier to digest. And it was a few different K dots back in the day. It was like so uh-huh. many different K dots, mm-hmm. at least that I knew of. But um, Kendrick Lamar is like an easier, I guess uh, it's his name. So it's a good name. Yeah, uh-huh. but that's not what he was going off of when I when I became a fan. Really? So yeah. you were a fan before he took the full name? Before he took? Yeah. His... Okay. Mm-hmm. I was a fan in the K dot days, and and when was that? What like what years did he? That first was start? like. 2005 like i was in i was a, at a at a actually in college at a black college uh-huh and um where'd I, you go alabama state okay you went oh sweet. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i mean uh i heard him on a i heard him on a song because i was a fan of a, a rapper the game and he he did like this song like this song called the cypher and it was like he put like 10 west coast artists on it's like 10 15 artists on the song and do I, you remember where you were when you heard it yeah i remember exactly where i was where were you i was in my dorm and I was with dorm. my my boy, who's also from LA. Uh, we were, Wait, we, can you set the scene for us? Oh, so like, um, it was uh, I forgot where this is. It was on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like I was I was a big fan of just like finding music. That was like my I was a finding music guy. I was mm-hmm. I making mixtapes for people back in the day. I was mm-hmm. that dude mm-hmm. for so, free. No, I mean I would be like it's five dollars for this or whatever. Uh-huh. I, I was burning albums for people back in the day. That was my thing, like uh-huh. burn albums and mm-hmm. stuff. Wow, burning albums! What a throwback! Yeah. <laughs> So we were in a dorm room and I just happened to, um, I went on this, I used to go to this hip hop website and um, the link was messed up. So I just typed it on YouTube and found it on YouTube and um, I, I played it and me and my boy were just in the room. We just, you know, when you're in the dorm room, we just play music and you're just doing random shit in the room. Mm-hmm. And we were like, who the, f- who the fuck is this dude kind of rapping this kind of awkward flow? This uh-huh. dude, he sounds dope. Uh-huh. 
and he just is like he just uh was just spitting we were just like this is we kept rewinding his part like yeah, we were missing yeah. some stuff we were like yo who the hell who's yeah. this kid and then we was k-dot and ever since that day i was like yo i need to find everything on this dude yeah and he didn't have much at that time he was still super super fresh uh-huh. um but yeah ever since that day i've been like excited about that uh-huh. about him well how would you describe what what it was that you were hearing and like I guess it was just like it was just the way he was putting words together and his flow was just different from everybody's like like you know game is a gangster rapper mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff a lot of people on there was rapping kind of gangster rap mm-hmm. and even though he was saying some stuff some gangster stuff on there he just made it it was funny mm-hmm. on top of like just a different type of flow that I've heard like my ears have ever heard before mm-hmm. so we're just like the way he was just saying things and even like his voice we're just like Yo, who, who is this dude? Like the way that he would break up the word. To yeah, like, he was yeah. like, uh, what was he saying? Uh, um, he he said something like something about like home invasions, and it was like, we uh, we, uh, we break into your house, we call that home invasion. We call that a poor man's vacation. Like the way he said <laughs> it was just like dope. Uh huh. Because you just hop in somebody's crib and chilling there, and it's like that's like a poor man's vacation. Like uh-huh. that's just like that shit was just dope to me. <laughs> so. Uh, we were like just like yeah. pre Airbnb, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely pre <laughs> Airbnb for sure. What would be wild? Because then I f- feel like when did Airbnb start? I feel like it started around when did it start? No, way later than that. Oh, okay, two thousand five was uh, yeah. right around the beginning. What of if Facebook. that's where they got the idea? What if they were both <laughs> they in San Francisco thinking like? Oh my God! Poor man's He's vacation. So right. Yeah, a poor man's vacation. <laughs> poor people right. do like to go to different places. Yeah. <laughs> they like. Yeah. What if we could schedule the break-ins? I thought Airbnb would happen like five years ago. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah, only about five. Years oh, okay. Old. Yeah, I feel like it was. At least got popular, anyways. Five yeah. Years ago. Uh-huh. Man, that is that's true. Poor man's vacation. Mm-hmm. So that was like one of the lyrics. Uh, at least back then, that like mm-hmm. just caught my ear. It's just the way he said it was so dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was it, I mean, because he also has a very interesting quality of his voice. Yeah, he wasn't doing a whole, I mean, he did a it little It sounded bit. different back then? No, it, it, it kind of sounded similar. Like, I think he's honed it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of always a little bit harmonized. And, like, I think as he's gotten older in the industry, he's used, he uses his voice more as an instrument for sure. Like, he'll do some yeah. different stuff and then he'll come back rapping mm-hmm. hard, different voice inflections. Because... Um, so, I'll tell you how much I know about Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, what do you? Yeah, what do you know about him? I know the song "Damn," the song from the album. Is it album? The Sick. album's called. The Damn. album's called "Damn." Yeah. What is that song called? The very... there's so many songs. No, but you know what the song I'm talking it... about. Which one? The one with Rihanna or "Be Humble"? Be humble. Be humble. Bitch, be humble. Yes, Sit down. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I know that song. I pr- I probably know the Rihanna song, but I don't know it by name for sure. Loyalty, yeah. And I know, I know. The song he did with Beyonce. <laughs> Which is funny. is a song I don't really listen to at all like that. It's so good. It's a good song. I understand. Like he, yeah, he's, that's like a, that's a great match. No, did, by that point, you're, because would you still consider yourself a huge fan? Absolutely. Okay. I'm one of these fans, like I'm defensive when new fans come aboard. Oh, <laughs> Any, y'all not like that about something? Oh, no. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, where, where, where the fuck have you been at? Like, I've been here since 
2005. You just got here in 20, 2013. You know, you got but here. Like, what are you defending when you when you? I mean, well, I'm I'm better at it now. But when I was younger, like when it, when it like first happened, and he mm-hmm. started and he started because he wasn't like popular at first. He was like pretty much local. Like we, the reason why we knew about him was because we were like we were kids from like from like the like from L.A. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up transferring back to like um Cal State Dominguez Hills mm-hmm. uh, uh, College, and like. The artist J Rock was like he was pretty much the lead, like the he was pretty much the lead guy of that um of that uh record company at the time, mm-hmm. Top Dog. Mm-hmm. So like you knew about Kendrick because you saw like the van of J Rock and like J Rock. He was kind of like uh, like J Rock. I think is hype, hype man or something like that. So you knew about it from that locally. Okay. So nobody really knew about him outside of that too much. Yeah. Some people heard of him here and there, but they yeah. didn't know about him. Uh-huh. So when people started jumping aboard at that time, I was like, when he started getting popular, I think once. Really wants like Dr. Dre co-signed him, uh-huh. and then Big Boy out here from Big Boy's Radio, uh-huh. they co-signed him. And people start jumping on. We were like, "Oh, now, like he been had songs out. Now y'all want to play a song on the radio?" Like I was kind of mad about that. Like y'all should have been been playing his shit. He would have been popular. I just think it's so funny because it's like, but that's what the artist wants. Like the artist wants. Oh, I'm sure he's not mad at it, and he yeah. wants more. He or she wants more fans. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not as upset about it now. But as a young fan mm-hmm. and being like, I wasn't mad at people coming on, but I was just like, how can how y'all just now jumping on and acting like y'all like y'all yeah. real real fans? Right. It's That's it all. is the bandwagoning because there is that element of like people. Well, the thing is, is this is and this is an interesting question I have about like how you developed your music taste. Because I think that's in general, like, there's not a lot of people that invest time in developing a taste for a particular thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why you have, I think, a lot of the bandwagoning, because people are waiting for somebody else or, like, a wave of a movement to tell them what's good, Mm -hmm. rather than developing a taste to be able to decipher, like, no, this is actually quality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And I've that was me. I've Mm -hmm. always been a fan of lyrics and mm-hmm. bat like i battle rap when i was in high school and middle school oh you did yeah yeah uh-huh. we wrote we, we used to sit down we, we everybody used to come to our crib uh-huh. and we'd be like before us we'd be like yeah i'm about to kill this nigga <laughs> <laughs> like, you look in the corner over there like oh he, he must got a bar for me all right then, yeah. uh the audience can't see right now yeah but i was, Ken pretend like I was writing, writing down sorry yeah pretend like i was writing down like bars like, yeah, I'm about to, yeah he got a big old head got something for that <laughs> Getting ready to do the dozens at lunch. Yeah, exactly. So, but you put the dozens into hip hop form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I grew yeah, yeah. up like a Chino XL fan, cannabis fan, which probably I'm sure people probably don't. I don't know how many people know about them, but like Crooked Eye and stuff like that. Back in the day, I grew up fans of these guys. Mm-hmm. So that I, my thing was I can listen to some pop stuff and some popular stuff and just you know easy for the ear stuff. Mm-hmm. But the people that I'm my biggest fan, like I'm the biggest fans of, is most likely lyrical guys. Yeah, okay. So when he came into the game, it was like, at that time too, game had just resurged as a, a West Coast lyricist. Mm-hmm. Cause we were kind of like, there wasn't a lot of people that were getting a lot of shine. Mm-hmm. So when game brought him on, it's like we got two now. Finally, like mm-hmm. we because we, the East Coast is they they got everybody. They mm-hmm. got Dipset. They got G Unit. They got you know we need something. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where it was easy for me to pick up on him and be a, a big fan. Do do you ever do you remember any of the like uh, the lyrics like things that you came up with when you were battling? When I was battling, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so so there was we remember this 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 beat called the Beat Nuts beat. If you know who the Beat Nuts are, 
Yes. Yeah, that beat. So we were rapping over that beat. Um and I was uh my my boy is this dude named Greg. He had long toes. How did you know? Did he because just wear just, sandals one day? Well, he was like when he, like he we used to have sleepovers over our crib. Oh, okay, okay. So like, of course, you know, if you have sleepovers, you're gonna see somebody. Yeah, no one's feet. gonna keep their shoes on the entire time. Right, it's crazy. Right. So, Crystal's uh, <laughs> still dying laughing. Uh, so this is this is this is like a middle school bar, like a middle school bar. So don't. Oh, don't, okay. See, we, we're not. This is a preference. Just, just don't. Judge me too much. Well, I don't give a fuck. It was hard when I said it. And it got a huge laugh when I said it. So I said, uh, I just said, you look like Kingla. What the fuck are your toes? Fingers? And then it just, the room exploded. Because we wasn't saying that at the time. Nobody was saying somebody's toes look like fingers. And uh-huh. Kingler is a, a a Pokemon. So it was, it, was a, it was a double whammy on his ass. King was like, I think a crab Pokemon or something like that. <laughs> As my love for anime shines, well, you Kingler, what the fuck are you tell his fingers? And it rolled, it rolled the beat so hard, oh everybody was just you heard even on a tape. I don't know if it's, we have a tape somewhere, but it was on tape. We had uh-huh, it recorded, uh-huh. and it was on tape. And you just hear my brother exploding of laughter, like you hear you hear him hit the bed and everything, like hit the bed, dying laughing. Oh my god, yeah. that's amazing. I love I love roast jokes and bars like that where it's you make fun of something that somebody doesn't even know that they should be self-conscious about until boom, you say it. Boom. And that's, that's what it is. And this was middle school so he wasn't thinking that he had like long toes and that's something he should be covering he up. He didn't even think the long toes were a thing probably. Exactly. And I don't remember him wearing ever exposing his. He used to always wear socks at our crib after that. You already you saw made, him once. You, you made him a never nude. <laughs> I never, <laughs> I never shoot. I never shoot. I never shoot. Yeah. Oh Some battle my bars God. for that ass. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. What do you like of all the things that Kendrick has said? What what is like the does he do things like that? I mean, I'm sure he roasts mostly like more abstract things. Like that that's the thing that he's attacking, right? Like Yeah, you I mean, um, because I've listened to like uh was it who was it? Was it Lupe Fiasco? He was somewhere, like, it was like an old video. Somebody was in there, and they were kind of, like, going back and forth, like, freestyling or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever like that. Um, But, yeah, he'll 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 just say kind of, he, because he, a lot of times witty rappers are, like, the best rappers. If you know a rapper that's kind of funny, like, yeah. that's why Eminem is so dope, because uh-huh. Eminem is a funny dude. A lot of funny rappers, a lot of funny people that rap are probably going to be pretty, pretty decent battlers. Right. You know, um, so... And even when he did like his control verse, like he mm-hmm. came at, you know, that's when everybody was like, oh shit, like uh um he came at like he pretty much just named a bunch of rappers mm-hmm. and he, he showed their respect, but he was like, Yeah, I'm coming for everybody. Like I feel like I'm the best. And if, if anybody does want it, let's like what's up? Like what's mm-hmm. up with it? Uh-huh. Um and then even his stuff on I think it was a shot at Drake, but he okay. it was like a cipher he did on the BET cipher. Okay. And he was like a Tuck the sensitive, tuck the sensitive rapper back in his pajama clothes. Ha ha, jokes on you. High five. I'm bulletproof. Your shots never penetrate. Pin a tail on a donkey boy. You've been a fake. Like he's just like <laughs> the way he puts words together. And I think at that time Drake might have had like wore pajamas in the video. I don't know. <laughs> well, Drake is always known to be kind of a soft boy. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. a crying mama's boy. That's what yeah. they're kind of saying. And mm-hmm. at that time when he had just dropped control, and mm-hmm. I think they were saying that Drake was more one of the people because he kind of. 
he kind of exposed Kendrick to a lot of people by putting him on his album. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe Drake felt the way when Control came out and he took it more to heart than anybody else. Yeah. But, you know, I, I felt like that was a shot at him, but mm-hmm. you, you, you don't know because he didn't say his name technically. But that's what that's what's dope about rappers. They the rappers know that rappers like that's for me uh-huh, uh-huh. oh you take oh that was a personal shot at me uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's why i love that type of stuff because rappers always know that's so interesting because that's very like uh you know you know there's there's people that like send each other messages through like crosswords and stuff and like really yeah i mean and i don't know it i have been watching too much true crime um I was say, on a scale <laughs> of how white are you how white is that <laughs> Because I was like, what? I think I'm going to give that, as far as whiteness goes, a Sam Waterson. <laughs> Who the hell is Sam Waterson? <laughs> He's the lawyer for like 20 seasons of Law & Order. Oh, okay. okay. I probably, so I, I've seen her then. I've seen her, but I just didn't know that was her name on there. It's, it's, it's a, a he. he. It's oh, a he. well, never mind. Well, I didn't see him. But if you, if you saw him, you'd, you'd be you like, oh, that That's guy. who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I've seen uh, Law & Order, but yeah. But also, you know the 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 um what is it the Black Dahlia murders? The Black Dahlia murders were a calling card. Really? That Black Dahlia murder? Yeah. Basically, the way that he displayed this woman, it was basically he was sending a message to several impressionist artists uh-huh. that were in his little like weird sex cult community. Yeah, because it was it was references to several of their personal works so that they would know when they saw those photos of the woman, they would know, oh, he's talking about this art piece that I did or this book that I wrote or this poem that I wrote. It's like, (laughs) do you respect that because he's taking his time? No. (laughs) Well, he also allegedly could have been a doctor like they they Uh. have like multiple theories, but no, they solved it. They solved it on a podcast that I listened to. Officially. I think so. I, I The case is closed it's, in my it's, mind. It's one of the many theories. The case is closed in my mind. Um, but regardless of who it was, they had an, like, an acute study of uh, human anatomy because you couldn't have made those cuts so efficiently if you didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe maybe watch a YouTube tutorial video. I, <laughs> I mean, know. he could have. That's part of why the artist theory makes sense is yeah. because if you knew human anatomy from art, you'd cut somebody up. Pretty well, I guess. Mm-hmm. I took an anatomy class and I failed twice, so I would I would do horrible like that. <laughs> and you have a body, yeah. So like... <laughs> um, okay, but so back to these lyrics. Okay, yeah. so these the, when you take in lyrics, like I mean, because obviously right now you just like said something that he said, not even on an album, but just like on a like a one off. Yeah. You know, like so, like, are, are you memorizing like things? Does it just stick in your brain like that? Or are you just like listening to it over and over? I'm listening and over to and it. Some stuff yeah. just sticks because you're like, that is cold. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, if I like, if something's that cold, I'll listen to it. Like when I love a song or it is like a, a verse or something like that, I will, I will rewind that. Shit. I won't do it when yeah. somebody else is in the car with me. Mm-hmm. But I will rewind that shit a million times yeah. and be like, this is just so hard. Mm-hmm. And then and until I have it down, like I'm saying it, like yeah. it's just like. This is the song. Okay, so this is my. <laughs> What's your favorite Kendrick Lamar song? I don't. Well, I really like. You already said it in the name Be earlier. Humble. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. You, you know what I mean? You just like the name of the damn song. Damn. Damn diggity hey, damn. damn. <laughs> um. No, but the so there's there's a Jay Z there's a Jay Z song that I love. It's not it's not hard, mm-hmm. but it's so funny to me. <laughs> Cause it's so, it's 
and he just released it because you couldn't find it because yeah. he, and I think in part was because he was doing the whole title thing but also because he was you know that him and Kanye had fallen out mm-hmm. it's a song with him and Kanye called Haters do you know the song I'm talking about yeah, that was, that was, on, that, was on a, that was on um Blueprint 3 I think no Haters that yes. might have been on that might have been on Watch the Throne I think so no it's on Blueprint it's on Blueprint 3 mm-hmm, yeah okay okay um, I have listened to that song a thousand times mm-hmm. I think it's so funny. <laughs> My favorite line in the song, and I have said it to many people, it's because <laughs> they go. <laughs> Can't even get it out. So this, this better be funny. It's so funny to me. Because, okay. He go, we balling, bitches. Eating y'all food, leaving dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. It's so petty. Yeah, yeah. And I, the thing that's so dumb yeah. about it is that every time I say it, I have to, I have to do motions with it. Are you like, I have it? to be like, eating your food, leaving dishes. Uh, she, did, she did that. She did like she was eating with a spoon or a fork. And then she threw the dishes in an invisible threw sink. Them out. Yeah. That's hilarious. Like, I don't care. These are going to get fruit flies. <laughs> Stink up your house. Flies? Mold on your ass. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so are you not into hip hop like that? Is Here's that- the thing is that like it's always felt like it's I wish I could have gotten into it organically, but for me it's always felt like homework, right? Mm. In terms of like I like it, I enjoy it, but I always felt like I was playing catch up. And and it was weirder for me because I went to a predominantly white school and so mm. it was this thing where like I would have the white kids that were secretly into hip hop try to talk to me about it, and I just mm. have to pretend like I was no, I knew what all they were talking about. Uh. So it didn't come to me from an organic place of like, you know, I'm at home like wondering, like, oh, let me find out about this, or like, I have an older brother or an older sister who's mm. like listening listening to something. And like I was oldest, yeah. you know. So what I knew was always just from the radio, mm. and so like Which is I, terrible. yeah, yeah, and so I enjoy it when I'm listening to it, but I never really like gotten really deep into it because it's always felt like I I know that I'm doing it because I feel out of place when I'm around certain black people. Mm. I'm not doing it because I have this like deep desire to know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I I always feel like just, you know, be yourself about it. Mm -hmm. Like if you're just not into it, you just like, I just didn't grow up loving hip hop like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I just grew up, my dad's from New York. My mom's from New York. So, I mean, I grew up, honestly, I grew up on like Isley Brothers, like old school Al Green. Yeah, we, that's I grew what up on, I, I grew up on that for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then as I got older, we started to just find, like the radio did influence us. Mm-hmm. But then I just started to find my own way. I, I love underground battle rap. I love underground hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, so that's how I found my way. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, somebody like uh, Kendrick, you, you know, do you do you feel like... Can I, can I, do, would you listen to anything if I suggested anything? Yeah, absolutely. I what would. Are you, like, what are you into? Well, so I, I was for a long period, like I had, I actually went out, I bought all of Kanye's albums. So yeah. like the, that was, and for me, that was like, my brain was able to process every word. Yeah. You know. Easy, easy to digest, but still kind of witty and fun and funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and, and musical, like yeah. very musical. It's not for, for me, I, what I probably wouldn't be able to articulate back then was is that he he is very like connected to the melody and connected to absolutely you know like 
bringing in music as an aspect of it. It's not just about the lyrics. And so mm. I realized that's really important to me because I do like to sing. Like, um, mm. and I do like to say, I enjoy a song way more if I know all the words to it. Right. You know, the meaning of it. I got a funny story about uh, my first concert. Uh, my first, The first Kendrick concert I went to, it was a Kanye West uh, Jesus tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went for I went for Kendrick for sure because uh-huh. it was his first album. He did a good Good Kid, Mad City um, album, and this is this is the first time I had a, I'm at a huge concert. Like I've been to like a concert at a black college, so it's just all of us. Yeah. So he performed two instances. This happened it happened on Ye's set and Con- and uh, Kendrick's set, and when he did um, uh, Mad City, and it was like. Man down, where you from, my nigga? And I'm like, I went to the concert by myself, and I'm the only black person. Like at rap concerts, you have to understand it's majority white people. Yeah, it's majority. That's what it's just, I, this is what yeah. it is because mm-hmm. tickets are just outrageously. Yeah, trusty Kanye concerts. And I remember they were saying nigga, and I remember just being like, I was angry, but it was like ten thousand of them, <laughs> and I was like, I can't beat up ten thousand white people. I think I could probably take like thirty. I could probably take thirty white people. If I'm like angry, angry, yeah, right? Go super, super saiyan. Gotta go super saiyan, exactly. There we go. <laughs> and I was, I remember I was just bouncing, like bouncing up and down, like, where you from, my nigga? And they're like, yeah. I was just like, and I feel like I was like, can I even enjoy this shit now? <laughs> and then I was just back into it. I, I snapped back into it, but it was such a weird mm-hmm. thing because that was the first time I've heard, I've heard niggas from white people before. I've been yeah. called it before and had to like defend myself or whatever, but I never been to a concert. And it made me realize, not I guess even realize, because I still feel weird about it, but it's like, what do you do Yeah. at that moment? Like, what can you really do? Is is just like, they're in, they're not, at least how they're probably feeling in their head, they might not be thinking about it as a slur. They just like, they're rapping along with their favorite song. Mm-hmm. That was like the hottest, one of the hotter songs on the album. When he came out and performed that song, the crowd blew up mm-hmm. the hardest mm-hmm. besides that and Back to You Freestyle. So I knew I was just like, it was that was like a, a weird experience for yeah, me. Staples yeah. Center too. I remember yeah. just being at Staples Center. I was like, this is so weird. Yeah, it's very interesting the things that people do when there's there aren't going to be any consequences to it. Yeah, that's like, true. Because when you're true. like, there's ten thousand of yeah. them. <laughs> what are you gonna do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do, nigga? Like, it, well, <laughs> they're so used to singing it in their cars Absolute, with no one else hearing absolutely. it. Absolutely, that they're just like, I sing it now, and it's it's bad all around. Because when I looked over, it was like a it was a, a white girl next to me oh, and geez. with her dude. Yeah. And I and I remember it happened, and I, I did look kind of like what the fuck, uh-huh. and then she was kind of like she put her shoulders up like, huh. <laughs> like huh. and her boyfriend was kind of just like bro like he they were like and they were still bouncing to the beat which is hilarious kind of like shoulders like I'm shoulder. guilty but not that guilty like uh, sorry but I mean he's got about like nine more songs that he says this word in and I don't know what else to do bro. But you can you can change you can always silent the word. But like I said, they're they're comfortable at this concert. Yeah, they're yeah. not they're, they're, they at th- this concert is their car right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's yeah. it's one of those things where as as a white person to avoid saying that word at all, mm-hmm. you have to avoid saying it all the time. Exactly, even in your car exactly. when there's no one there, you exactly. gotta avoid saying it. And exactly, that's the, and to me it. That's what I was thinking, trying to get into the mind of somebody who, you know, gives himself the freedom to say it then, because th- to me, what that communicates, and I could be wrong, maybe I'm not giving people the benefit of the doubt, but to me, what that communicates is that you're not even 
interested in eventually getting, you know, a, obtaining a good close black friend. Because, mm. right, because that would be something that you're on alert for because you don't want to accidentally say it. Right. Well, or, well it should up? make right. you feel uncomfortable no matter what yeah. as a white person. Yeah. Where, like, if I'm singing along with a song and I get to that word, I'm like, mm, like, yeah. but it ha- in all situations, it yeah. should make you uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, we can go deep into that. Because, yeah. like I said, I, I'm, I feel like Orlando Jones today. So I can go deep. <laughs> I can go deep. What do you uh, tell people? Like, do you replace it with another word? You, or do you want them to just not say anything? You can just do, like, you know. Because my just, friend used to say well, pickles. P- pickles? <laughs> Where my pickles at? Where my pickles? I, I used to. No. My, my pickles want to. <laughs> I, us, I usually just, say My pickles want to jump, jump. My bitches at? I say bitches. Yeah, replace it with bitches? Yeah. That's, that seems. Fine, it's, yeah. It's yeah. the same energy, yeah. but that's yeah. something I'm yeah. allowed to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, from what I say, most people, I just be like, where you from? my Replace it with an exhale. Yes, an Replace exhale. Replace it with an exhale. A falsetto, <laughs> breathy exhale. <Yeah. laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> Go Eric Benet on their ass. Hilarious. <laughs> Bitches is a good replacement. That's bitches good. is a good replacement because yeah. occasionally you could be like, "Where you at, my bitch?" Yeah. And you can like really hit it, and it's real fun. Yeah, yeah. Paige knows all the lyrics to every Ludacris I'm song. I'm a huge Ludacris fan. Lud- I mean, I don't understand why not. Ludacris yeah. was dope as hell. He's amazing. I just heard a verse by him recently. I forgot whose album it was on. He's on everyone else's albums, putting out dope, <laughs> dope verses. verses. Absolutely, mm-hmm. he still got it. He does. He still has it. I liked him on the Ti album. Um, uh, uh, it's like uh, what is it? It was Paper Trail, I think. Mm. Um, he's on something about whether like. Uh, uh, it's something about being rich, and then he says something about <laughs> a standard. He's a nappy-headed trope. rich nigga, and I love saying that. Hilarious. By, by the way, everybody on this podcast, you may not be able to tell I am black, yeah. so I can say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, so let's see. I was saying back to an album that I referred to you for for yeah. Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly what you like. But he's a he's a he's a deep storyteller. Mm-hmm. Damn, for a lot of people, might be the easiest to digest mm-hmm. because um because you know he won and won the was it the Pulitzer Award or something yeah. like that? Yeah, which is like it. The he next won, one won the, won the Grammy won. or the one before won the no, Grammy? He won Grammy, I think, on all of them. But okay. I think um it won. The damn was the one that won the Pulitzer okay, Award, yeah. mm-hmm. and which a, a hip hop album's never even been nominated for mm-hmm. before ever. Yeah. So that show, shows you how big that was. But that might be the easiest album for somebody new to digest mm-hmm. because, I mean, I would bring you on. If, if I was to bring you on, yeah. I would probably be like, yo, honestly, go back to the Kendrick Lamar EP, the overly dedicated um um tape um, or EP. And uh, and then I'll say I'll go in order like that. And then I'll be like, yo, hit up um, Section 80, which okay. is like his actual first release. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you go to Good Kid, Mad City. Um, to Pimp, to Pimp a Butterfly, which is like one of the blackest albums to be put out. The mm-hmm. album covers is one of the blackest album covers ever. It's like I think I, that's the first one I heard. Mm-hmm. To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. For a white person, that was, was that hard to digest? 
Because um, that is a that is an album a, for a, us. It is a black album. It's one of those yeah. things where I, I listened to it. I was like, this is fantastic. It is not for me, but it yeah. is fantastic. But it's like it's like I don't know if you're into jazz or anything like that. Yeah. But it has a lot of jazz elements in it. That's great. A lot. He has a lot of jazz elements mm-hmm. sprinkled through all his music in general. But that album specifically. Um, and then uh, he had like a little untitled thing in between that, and then damn. But I would I would if you want something easy to digest and easy probably on your ears for the first first go around, I would say that. But I would say go back and listen to his other stuff because his storytelling is just fantastic. It's yeah. like as the reason why I say the reason why I think I related to him too as a comedian. Mm-hmm. That's what I do with storytelling. And yeah, and I was going to ask that, try to make that jump because it's interesting that you, I've identified something specific, uh, just teasing out out of all of rap because I think a lot of people, especially people that don't listen to rap, Mm. they think of it like as this chunk of music that they don't like, but it's like, it's got so many layers and so many things. And so the fact that you like what you like specifically is good lyrics. I feel like I relate, it's so funny. I feel like I relate to Kendrick and Cole, J. Cole. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love J. Cole. More than any, damn near more than any comedian, uh-huh. because it's like when I was listening to them, definitely I was starting to get into comedy too. Mm-hmm. So it was like they were painting pictures the way when I remember when Kendrick performed and Kanye performed at that concert. That was the reaction I wanted at a at a at a at a comedy like at a comedy concert. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me. Just the way they even paint pictures when I listen to them, I can close my eyes. I can see myself. He takes you to like the streets of Compton and stuff like that. And I'm mm-hmm. not from Compton either, even though I'm from LA. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm from mostly like the Valley. Yeah. So it's like I was still able to see that and feel that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's how I wanted to do with like my stand up and my stories. I mean, you heard some of my stories and stuff like that. I want to be able to take you through a journey and make you everything ain't gonna be like a hard laugh. You can be like, yo, that's crazy, mm-hmm. and then you you get the punch and bam, it's like a hard laugh then. But that's why I related to them so much and I connected to them so much because of their storytelling. And that's yeah. what I wanted to do as a comedian. It's uh-huh. pretty much be. I don't want to say the Kendrick Lamar of, but kind of, I guess, yeah. in that sense yeah. of storytelling. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting too is because I do think you're a storyteller, and yet I would say your storytelling is less like um, uh, it, it is. It is tied to the words. It is tied to a strong punchline. Um, and you do have some act outs, but that is not what it relies upon, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's, so it's interesting that there's this connection between you and and lyrics as well. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's probably where, like, um, I don't I don't necessarily, I'm not Jay-Z, so I ain't going to sit there and say, like, yeah, I don't write nothing down when I do my <laughs> my jokes. But I'm not, I'm not a writer, like, in the sense of, like, I sit down and I write out my whole bit. Mm-hmm. I just, I just can't. It's mm-hmm. just not how... When I was doing it, I sounded so robotic. I was yeah. like, I can't perform like this. Mm-hmm. So I normally will say stuff in my recorder. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like I'm rapping. Like if you see me walking down the street, you might see me. Because I like to take walks sometimes and then do my stuff like that. So I'll be walking and I have like my phone in my hand, my Evernote. And I'm just like, and I'll probably be doing a joke. But you see me kind of even make me have my hands moving. Yeah. And it'll be like, is he rap? What is he doing? Is he rapping and talking uh-huh. to somebody aggressively in his phone? But uh-huh. it's like me probably doing a joke so I can hear my voice inflections yeah. and how I would say it on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like when I write it, I can't like inflect voice here. Like I'm not yeah. gonna <laughs> put that or whatever like that. So mm-hmm. there was a uh, an interview I watched with Eminem, and he was saying, I know we talking about Kendrick, but this this thing from Eminem, it was very interesting because he was like, he said somebody said that nothing rhymes with orange or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was just like, damn. And he was like, that's bullshit. You mm-hmm. just got to put like two words together. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was take my six inch door hinge with the orange and the orange. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Mm-hmm. 
and it blew my mind. Yeah. And that's what these that's what somebody like a Kendrick does. He mm-hmm. does stuff like that also. And it's just like that's what I respect. It's like when people hear hip hop and they 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 shun it. It's just like probably the same that they did back with rock back in the day. It's like mm-hmm. you get this feeling like it's it's just gang and drugs and it's like I mean I'm not gonna knock somebody from what community they came from and talking about that community. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they're gonna talk about what they've been through. Yeah. But if you listen deep to what they're there's a uh, oh there's a, a a um a YouTube channel where they have like older people and like like white people a lot of times. They li- <laughs> he looked at Paige when he said, <laughs> that. "Yeah, I did, I did, I definitely did." <laughs> no, I was like, hey, "Yeah, I definitely did." Hilarious. I, I understand. She's like, I'm, I, "Yeah, yeah." I know I'm an anomaly, <laughs> but not like you. You're clearly into hip hop, so you probably would have picked up on shit that they had. Yeah, yeah. But they'll take like a Kendrick song. And they'll let like white people listen to it that don't listen to hip hop, mm-hmm. like older people. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, um, it was like they say this is a song called by Kendrick Lamar called "How Much a Dollar Cost." I remember people were like, oh, about money, huh? Ugh. And you know, <laughs> they start listening to the, the lyrics, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, okay, <sighs> oh shit, this is mm-hmm. deep. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the, the poor man mm-hmm. asking for money, but he don't really want money. He's really mm-hmm. the old man might actually be really God. And he's making them question himself. Why is he? And they were like going like, "Oh shit, this is deep." Mm-hmm. And they kept stopping and letting them say like, "What is this? What do you think this means?" He's. They were like, "Damn!" Like, kind of like on some like, I'm just I judge rap as a whole, yeah. but this shit is different right yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, if you get a chance, I forgot what it's called, but it's like. I think if you could YouTube white people listening to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> yeah, no, for, oh, there's a whole bunch of just white people listening to hip hop yeah, in general. Yeah, and it's like they'll listen to like the actual lyrics and they'll break it down and they'll be like, oh, it's, it's deeper than just with that. I thought it was just about drugs. It's yeah. storytelling. It's about like somebody, fam- somebody died in their family and now they, they feel like they have to go kill somebody because somebody killed somebody in their family. It's not mm-hmm. like on some, I'm just a murderer type shit. Yeah. You know, so it was a... Uh, I remember watching that. and I was just like, "That was that was dope." It was mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. they're getting a different perspective. And they, and when they when the song finished, I remember them being like, "Like I have a newfound respect." Like I think a lot of times, a lot of stuff can be dealt with if people listened. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If people not even just about hip hop, just in general, mm-hmm. if you just be like, "Here, here, here," where we're coming from, instead mm-hmm. of just being like, "This is how it is." It's like, yeah, shut yeah. the fuck up for a second. Yeah, hear me out. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah, and his songs. He has a few songs I think they did on there too. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you one more question about Kendrick Lamar, and then mm-hmm. um, so where, like, what is, what do you think is unique to his story that makes him be able to be as prolific as he is? This is what I think it was. Even though I didn't grow up where gang banging surrounded me, mm-hmm. I have been banged on and I have been approached to join a gang, mm-hmm. and of course I didn't go that route. Mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of what it is. Is one of his, his storytelling technique, his his uh, way to make you like love yourself. But then he also he grew up in a very he grew up in an, an environment that he was he was put in like that was like you know how sometimes in black environments it's not like when you're if you're in a poor environment you got to do things to survive in this mm-hmm. bitch. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So he grew up around so many different type of gangs and different things like that, and he didn't. He could have took that route. He could have been a full on, you know, blood, yeah. murdering a bunch of people. And we don't know. He might have did some things. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But his goal was to make it out and to bring homies from the hood and show them a different life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that prolificness, some of it comes from. One of the things mm-hmm. is that, is that he's like, look, I'm from this place, mm-hmm. but 
I'm just like I can I can be kind of like a kid from the suburbs too because I I, I want to do these type of things over here or I see I see things this type of way mm-hmm. or a kid from the hood can relate to me a kid from the burbs a kid from middle class can relate mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. and I think that's why his music and J Cole's music is so just so prolific is because of that reason is because yeah. that they're very relatable in a sense where I might come from this but this is not this is not just who I am yeah. And I'm trying to grow as a person mm-hmm. and also take those people that are from there and help them grow also. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I connected to yeah. him. I was just like, I wasn't, like I said, I didn't, when I got uh, approached by a gang, it was like, these dudes came up to me and my brother and they were just like, they surrounded us like 30 dudes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a keyboard in our jacket and like we could have had a gun. Mm-hmm. So they surrounded us and then we were like 13, 14. And they were just like, well, you know, we we look for some young homies to put on the set. Like we, we always want young boys. Yeah. I remember my brother just being like, we good, get out of our face with that shit type mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this nigga's crazy. Let's just hear him out first. <laughs> <laughs> and literally the dude was like, yo, we give bitches money and we get bitches. And for a 13-year-old kid that likes women, mm-hmm. I'm like, we get, how many bitches is in two sets of bitches? Like, this is, when you hear that, you're just like, oh, yeah. money and women? This is amazing. Is it a religion? Yeah. Does that have to wear special underwear? <laughs> So, you know, when I remember hearing Kendrick's story, it reminded me of that moment in my life. And that's where I connected him, connected mm-hmm. it with. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, I have one last question before we wrap up the podcast. Okay. This has been great. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, okay. So have you, have you ever told somebody that you needed to have their black card revoked? Um, I have before. <laughs> but... I honestly stopped doing it. I used to do videos called Black... We used to kind of do a video where you get your black car revoked. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was like something happened with the legend Jim Brown. Mm-hmm. He said something. He was like talking to Trump and meeting with Trump. And we was like, we can't revoke Jim Brown's black car because he is a black car. <laughs> you know, he's a legend. But we were just like, chill for a second, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember after doing that video, I was just like, I didn't want to do stuff like... I didn't want to necessarily shun our people publicly as like that much like i'm gonna joke i'm gonna i'm a comedian i'm gonna give you some some of these jokes you gonna get these jokes <laughs> but i didn't want to seriously be like nah you not one of us and then or you know some people be like well you're invited to the barbecue because you're white and cool mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. i bring you a plate nigga but you ain't <laughs> i get you what you want you want some mac and cheese and some chicken i'll get you a plate you know what i'm saying but i never wanted to like shut our people out like that because that's like we're gonna have different views on things and i understand that somebody if you grew up you might not grow up how to you know how to play spades See, I have played spades and I at one point knew how, but I will not play with black people I don't know because I get scared. I get performance oh, anxiety. Even if you know how to play, it could be nerve wracking. I know. I so I won't play. I, 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 I won't I won't jump in. <laughs> I get it. Low key, my, my spade skills are good, not great. Yeah. And when I'm playing with experienced players, I'm I I will be like, hey, 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 why you cut me? Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'll just you on the book. Like I I I panic. I'll be like, Rummy. Yeah. <laughs> I I get it. I I get it in that sense. But yeah, I stopped kind of doing that whole yeah. black car revolt thing. Cause I felt like at the end of the day, we weren't raised the same way. And who, yeah. am, who am I to be like, um, jokingly, we say that to each other. Yeah. But who am I to really be like, Chris, I'm taking your black car because you don't. Did you watch Martin growing up? I did. Good. <laughs> Good. 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 I definitely going to have to talk to you on the side. Like, all right, we got to have a discussion. You had to at least have Martin is like that's that is that's a religion. That's you had to have watched that at some point. 
So, okay. Whew. My heart was beating fast. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> oh, well, Kevin, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be black next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>